Hello and welcome to Metapsychics, a metaphysical spiritual podcast where Em and I, Em, say hi. Hold on, this is giving me anxiety. Okay, go on. Well, Em and I, Em, say hi. No. We're psychic mediums, twin flames, best friends, and business partners, and we talk about all of those weird, spiritual, metaphysical, spoopy, paranormal stuff. And today we're talking about the catacombs, and we're going to do it psychic The chicken. Paris catacombs, yeah. to be specific. There are multiple catacombs. Oh, I didn't know that. Is that like honeycombs? I no. told you what a catacomb was. You weren't listening. I know, but I'm making a joke <laughs> about honeycombs. <laughs> They're magically delicious. Or is that Cheerios? I don't know. Or maybe that's... Magically delicious I think is that's lucky charms, damn. huh? It's nothing to do with yeah. honeycomb. There was something with the honeycombs and they had like wrappers in it. So, this is one of those things. This is a famous haunted location where... One of us, as psychic mediums, knows absolutely nothing about the location, and then the other person does all of the research, and then Liv likes to call it psychic chicken. So the person that knows nothing uses their mediumship abilities to talk to the souls and get the story behind the haunted place. Soul, spiritual beings, entities, you know, that metaphysical energy. And then the other person, once the chicken, psychic chicken, is done gobbling about whatever it is, the one that is fully versed in all of the cool research, which in this case is going to be M, tells us about the history and happenings of the Paris Catacombs. Yeah. So we've already filmed the YouTube video about it. So, uh, Liv, what did you see before you knew anything about the Paris Catacombs? Yeah, I, uh... The one quote that I said is honestly still the thing that, sh- like, what is it that the kids call it nowadays, shooketh me the most. Which is? Uh, I literally said something about as above, so below. Yeah, and it's a horror movie about the Paris catacombs. Dude, I was letting this lady in white talk through me, and it was weird. Anyways, <laughs> so in the YouTube video, if you guys want to go uh, check that out because you like to, like, I don't know, see our beautiful faces or something. See and- our first time reaction? <laughs> yeah. Because we do it first on YouTube. We do. Uh, the link will be in the show notes. But without further ado, the first thing I wrote down on my scribbly piece of paper that I'm referencing from last week is, quote, a lady in white, but she saves people. Oh, no, no. She saves people, I wrote, but she scares people like me. And She's uh, just scary to you because you're afraid of strong spiritual woman well that's literally what i wrote i put you as an m could talk to her though she has the same bad bitch vibes she was uh what we like to refer to as my tour guide so when we do these famous haunted locations we usually try to find a soul that helps explain everything to us and she was that for me but i think Liv had someone else I don't remember. Yeah, well, it, I don't think it's necessarily that we try to find somebody. They find us because they're like, oh, no, no, tiny, tiny, stupid medium. Come here. I sit underneath wing and I explain all of scariness to you. Yes. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I didn't want to say a lady in white because, you know, with all the paranormal, spiritual, whatever stuff, a lady in white is so cliche. I was like, all right, this is definitely not me. I'm not a medium. I'm just having an I'm egotistical mind fart. No, I see her too. She's the first thing that I see when I... uh was looking up the catacombs i see a woman that's like in a veil type thing she's in white and she usually carries like a lantern type thing and helps lead people out of the catacombs when they're lost i don't necessarily see her with a lantern i just see her as this giant bodacious freaking badass looking venetian woman and like long white robes and she has huge fucking angel wings and she's 
like just gold light seeps out of her from every fucking orifice, mm-hmm. which is weird. Which, if you guys don't know, the Paris Catacombs is basically like a big grave. And we did a graveyard video, and I believe we did a podcast on it as well. And there's usually a gatekeeper at places like that. And I believe that she is probably the gatekeeper of this location. Basically, yeah. Yeah. So anyways, that's the first thing I wrote down. And then the second thing after the lady in white is I wrote, quote, old man carrying something but not a light or is it a light? But it doesn't have a light in it. Like there's no like light in the lamp. And he told me that he helps people find their way out. It's really cute. He's like, hmm, in his 50s or 60s, he's older with like a gray beard and he wears kind of like old wool clothing if that makes any sense and he told me that the reason he looks like that to me is because when uh, he shows me himself he kind of looks like an old coal miner person but like clean um and his lantern is what he holds out in front of himself but again it doesn't have a light which is interesting so oh do people have stories about going into the catacombs because he's telling me the reason the lantern isn't lit is because he's not lost so are there people out there that have I got lost in the catacomb stories and they see somebody like a spirit or an apparition with a lantern and the light is on? He goes, you only see the light on if you're lost. <laughs> I didn't get that last week. I I don't know. I haven't watched any. Okay. If they were actually lost, they might not find their way out. But the people that I have seen that are lost don't see a spirit necessarily yeah the stories that i found are basically scare tactics saying that the walls tell you that like go in deeper and get you lost weird so i have not found any stories like that but also people like to make it scarier than it is well yeah fear mongering it's it's really fun anyways so the only scary thing that i wrote is red eyes between the holes in the walls but not in between the skeleton walls though they're like holes in actual walls i don't know it's just like i see only red eyes and shadows and oh (laughs) it's funny because the lady in white was telling me these things so with the thing with the red eyes with showing the red eyes in the walls as she literally made me write not the skeleton walls those though because those be sacred (laughs) Mm -hmm. and the way she kind of made me feel about this red-eyed whatever it is is that he or it is the manifestation of the fear mongering that is associated or the stigma around the catacombs itself but I really want to stress the fact that the lady in white this Venetian angel woman is the keeper of the catacombs for lack of a better term or the gatekeeper kind of like M and I or M explained from the graveyard video and she's like think of the she she showed me the catacombs as like her home and the way she wants to express what they're like for her is when you go over someone's house and they're so excited to show you like every nook and cranny because they're so proud of it like the different details in the rooms and the certain accents and styles that they've chosen stuff like that that's kind of how she showed me the catacombs and how she makes me feel she feels about them and in association to the red-eyed thing she's like He's kind of like a renter that we can't get rid of legally. So we just kind of ignore him when he's being annoying. And there's not much that we can do about it because people continue to fear monger the catacombs. So he's going to continue to show up and have like parties by himself. But he's not associated with us. He's just this this squatter, (laughs) for lack of a better term. Right. 
So it's interesting. And then I wrote a fucking well question mark, question mark, question mark, because I was like, why is she showing me wells? Like literally just random ass fucking well somewhere, which is weird. And I thought that I was, uh, again, not a medium, just being crazy because I've been watching The Magicians and I, literally like two days before we recorded this video, I was watching the episode, spoiler alert, if you're watching The Magicians, where two of the characters go on top of this mountain and there's like a well where you can put, I don't know, things that go to the underworld into, but... Well, you were saying that the reason why they have wells, because I told you that there's wells within the catacombs, you said that there is wells to keep the tunnels from being flooded. Did I say that before or after you told me that? Well, I told you that there are wells filled with water because the the tunnels are usually filled with water. Oh, yeah. And then the man with the with the light told me, he's like, yeah. Oh, no, it wasn't him. It was the architect guy. Ah, I forgot we talked to him, but he was he was after. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, but I I didn't know before they'd said that that that's what the wells were for. I was thinking it's like I don't know dark scary things crawl up the wells because after I just got done talking to the red eyed mm-hmm. thing, so I was like, this is this like things coming pulling themselves out of hell? No, it's literally irrigation. Just what that's happens it. when you're in the ground? <laughs> There's lots of water. And then I wrote depth, not all on one level. Guys, I don't know anything about the catacombs. I didn't even know if there was a freaking movie about it. And uh, catacombs at least have two stories because I watched a video where they had a guide take them into the catacombs and there were people that like would carve out holes from the ground because they were on the bottom story of the catacombs and they wanted to get to the top and they couldn't figure it out. So they just dug a hole between the two sections to get to the top portion. Which is weird. I knew the catacombs were a place where like all of the bones and stuff were held, but I don't know why. I don't know the history about it. And I thought it was all one fucking level. That's really why I put so many question marks of it's not on all just one wet level. Makes no sense to me. And then um, they made me write out because I started making just like squares or like circles and the souls made me write uh they're like, no, 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 it's not squares. Kind of like when you think of a maze in a garden, they were showing me like the garden from um, Alice in Wonderland, how they kind of, or like the old English gardens that like come out from one another and each section is like a wall, if that makes sense. Or like from Harry Potter, that garden when they're like in, what is it, the Sorcerer's Game or something? What's this? What's the game, the Goblet of Fire? I guess. Oh, you mean the maze? Yeah. They're like in a maze. But if you look at it from the top, it like looks like each layer from the middle goes out. And they're like, it's not a circle and it's not a square. So I literally started drawing octagons or hexagons. Hexagons. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Hexagons. Because the way they carved out these tunnels were in what they quote said honeycomb patterns. And that's what they made me draw. Yeah. I did not put catacombs to, like, honeycombs. I didn't put those two together. Well, neither did I. It just says it. (laughs) It's weird. Um, And then the two last things that I wrote was gold, gold, gold. And Em's like, what the fuck does that mean? Did people, like, hide money in that? I was like, no, no, no. The lady in white is literally just telling me that everything in the catacombs is gold. Like, for us, gold is happy light it's healing light it's spiritually high energy good super awesome skookum light positive light so 
She was like, yes, just everything's gold. Also, honeycombs are gold, right? They're magically delicious. Sorry, still not honeycombs. Anyways, <laughs> what is that from the office? Break so me delicious. off a piece of that fancy feast. Sorry. Anyways, so now you all have that stuck in your head for the rest of existence. The last thing I wrote was a librarian man. There was like some sort of librarian man who worked for a woman who was above the ground. And he's in there. So didn't yeah, you ask know. me about an old cranky man too? Because I, I yeah. talked about the librarian man and you're like, who is he? And then this other guy that was like older and is like 50s-ish or something mm-hmm. was talking about how he didn't get lost in there. Because you're like, I don't know. I think you're talking about this guy that people found. Because I asked you their profession and you told me something and I was like, that's not it. <laughs> yeah, I so, don't know. Then another guy showed up, and it was the man that is upset that people think that he got lost. Yeah, because he's like, I didn't get lost. I'm not a pussy. Yeah. So. <laughs> and then we had a conversation about pussy and where the actual word came from, because it's short for like pussy's pussyilis or something. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> got anything else to say? No, but I'm sure as you talk about it, more weird things are going to pop up, like the man with the lantern. Okay. Are you ready to hear about the Paris catacombs? Yay! So the first thing that you need to understand is what exactly is a catacomb? So a catacomb is an underground burial ground, and the Paris catacombs were not originally created to be a catacomb. They are more of, I think the word is pronounced, ossuaries, which is basically a storage place for uh, bodies and things like that. So the catacombs got their names from the, I believe it's the Roman necropolis. And that is why they are now referred to as the catacombs, even though they are basically a giant ossuary. So like I originally said, the catacombs were not originally made to be a burial ground. They were actually a mine for limestone. So Before Paris was actually Paris, like during the Gallo-Roman period, the inhabitants of, I believe it's Lucia, that's what Paris used to be called, the forerunner of present-day Paris, Um, they used to use limestones to construct buildings. So in years later, this stone built much of the city. So they were creating these mines underneath the city, which is now the catacombs and what's interesting like Liv was explaining with the um weird stories about the mazes um they were saying that the mine utilized the technique of extracting horizontally along the vein a process which left a honeycomb of tunnels as Paris grew so people helped themselves to the stone first for their humble dwellings but they also used some of these limestones for like big cathedrals and things like that during the middle ages and that's where the city started becoming bigger and the city started spreading and then they fell into a couple issues first of which they were starting to create the city over these mines so there were some structural issues in the sense that Um, some of these places would collapse because there's nothing underneath them because there's big mines underneath them. So because they were worried about, you know, the structural integrity of the ground and building on top of it, 
they started, they put in a, like a rule or a law stating to prevent anyone else from digging new tunnels underneath the city. Now, because Paris has now become bigger and bigger and spread their, I don't know, reach, the population started to increase as well. And that is where they started falling into the second problem where their cemeteries of Paris were filling up. Okay, I'm sorry. I have to interrupt you because I've been like having a brain blast over here in the corner like Jimmy Neutron. So last week when we were filming, you mentioned that the town originally or the city that the catacombs was originally built in during its construction was called Lucia. And I was like, okay, this is weird because I mean, this is, um, this is your research. You're just researching the Paris catacombs, which is in France. And you said, okay, well, it used to be the Roman empire. And when the catacombs were being built, the city or town was called Lucia. And I was like, okay, but I didn't put that together in my mind. I just remember thinking when you said Lucia that it sounded Italian and I was confused because I was like, I'm Italian. I don't know Italian, but I'm enough to talk with my hands and be obnoxious and have arguments with people. So I'm just going to keep quiet. But it confused me that we're talking about the Paris catacombs in France, but that word or that city name sounded Italian to me. And then I'm sitting here writing this down because I'm telling you guys again that the lady in white that I see describes herself to me and has me use the specific terms of that she looks like a venetian angel and i'm like i thought about this last week when i said the same thing on the youtube video and i said thought to myself venetian is italy why am i why why if i'm a psychic medium is this lady in white angel telling me to say that she looks like a venetian angel because you know the whole like white garb stone statue type shit you know it all flies but we're talking about france this france is not italy why why am i stuck in italian this is me i'm italian i'm just talking with my hands and i'm going crazy i'm not a medium this is stupid but the town that the catacombs was built in was originally a part of the Roman Empire, hence why the town's name before it was Paris was Lucia, which is why it sounds Italian. And I'm talking to the angel lady and I'm like, okay, so it was actually Italy before it was France, or at least a part of the Roman Empire, which is Italian, hence the, the silly name, but you know, or not the silly name, but the Italian sounding name, but what does that have to do with anything? And last week and this week, we're also going to talk about how a lot of bodies were moved into the catacombs. And one of the topics that we touch upon is that the reason the lady in white is the quote unquote, I don't know, gatekeeper of the catacombs in Paris is because a lot of, there was a lot of controversy over moving people that were already laid to rest for the betterment of the French society. So she explains that we have a video or a podcast that'll come out eventually about angels and that angels, the lower tier of the triad of angels are for the human people specifically. She's like, I am here from God, creator, source, whatever, to be the representation or the representative figure angel, as you said, for the souls that are of the catacombs. And during this time, when all of the bodies were being moved, the people that had died and are buried in the catacombs the main religion of France, present-day France at that time, was Roman Catholicism. And I was like, okay, I know what she looks like with her cool Venetian garb. So, like, we looked up pictures of Ave Maria. She looks like that, but bigger and badder. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm yes. losing your shit right now. Well, I mean, <laughs> makes I wrote, sense. I wrote light bulb, and then I put, but in Gru's voice from Despicable Me, light bulb. Yeah, because that's what she looks like. Yeah. She has a white veil, like, robe thing on. It's crazy. It's a fun time. <laughs> I'm just, like, over here, like, the dude from In Sunny in Philadelphia with, like, the lines everywhere, like, oh, yeah. so anyways the city was expanding their population and their 200 graveyards could not keep up with the space so each time someone had passed they would dig a hole and they would find bones underneath it there was no room for people to then be put into these cemeteries and it started having issues with like sanitation Due to the fact that the, like, bodies were, I don't know, collapsing and going into restaurants and things like that. (laughs) You know, nonchalantly. So, there were a lot of issues with sanitation in the sense that infection, illness, it started polluting the wells. So, people were getting sick from drinking the water. So, the citizens of Paris were very angry about the overflowing cemeteries. So much so that they eventually decided to take the bones from these cemeteries and put them down into the mines underneath the city. This is where they decided that these were going to be the ossuary or the catacombs. So these bodies were moved at the dead of night. Ha, sorry. (laughs) But... (laughs) But the reason why they did it at night is not to upset people, like Liv said, because uh, moving the like moving dead bodies is what a lot of people would refer to as like, I don't know, stressful. That's not the right word. Taboo. Yeah, taboo. Like you're waking in a resting soul. Now they're gonna haunt us. Like that type of weird. Well, superstition type deals. It's nighttime, so technically they could be sleeping. Wow, you mean the ghosts are sleeping? Yeah. Well, are you sleeping when you're being carried somewhere else? I mean, (laughs) I would just use it to be my time, like the weekend at Bernie's. I'd be like, this is my time. I'm I'm shining right now. Who has the sunglasses? I refuse to be moved unless I have sunglasses. God. So the biggest cemetery in France, which is the Cemetery de Innocence, that was one of the cemeteries that collapsed into a basement of the local restaurant that started filling up and they started moving the bones to what is now the catacombs however from april 1786 to about 1814 all of the other cemeteries were starting to fill up so they continued to move bones and bodies into the catacombs until again the 1814s oh the 1814s it was a good time (laughs) So that was when they finally closed off the catacombs, and these tunnels would be home to six million perishing souls. Six million. Six million. (laughs) (laughs) Only say it in the the form of Dr. Evil. So the bones were not just, like, put down there nonchalantly. They were actually put down there with the utmost respect, and they had a... Um, I don't know his name. I think is Hecart the Thurie. 
he was in charge of putting the bones down there and the way that he did it is in order to please and kind of like a museum so he did it in very architectural and artistic ways which is why nowadays you can see them and they're in these beautiful sculptures however not just the bones were placed in these beautiful sculptures there were also other architectural structures down there such as columns plaques altars those types of things that were not made of bones they were just made down there again for a sign of respect I forgot when we did the video, we talked about how the lady in white was saying how she likes the tours and that people go down there to kind of pay homage to the people that are buried there. But there are certain tours, tour guides and people that put the stigma on the catacombs names. And she's like, that's what I'm not cool about is that this is a place of respect. It is a cemetery it is a burial ground and nobody really since the man who created the architectural beauty of it and took such i don't know respect and i don't know like dignity and doing this yeah creating it he's like she said no one's been that respectful since then and i'm okay with it and some of the tour guides and people are very nice and try to capture the actual essence of the catacombs itself, which is why it is that. But she's like, I'm not okay with all of the people that like to fear monger it, yeah, which is well, stupid. Dealing with death, a lot of people are uh, scared of it because they're scared of, like, the unknown and uh, about all of that. They find it, like, very gross. They also probably find it very gross that they are moving bodies and, like, putting them in artistic structures and things like that. But what this man was doing was he was trying to, what's the word I'm looking for? Like value each person's life that he had to move down there because it's a really hard thing to have to do to move the bodies of so many people's loved ones. And one of the things that you were saying in our video last week is that he took it upon himself to value each one of these people's past loved ones as if they were his own past loved ones mm -hmm. which is why he put them in these sculptures in the utmost respect mm -hmm. and employed the artist that made the columns that aren't made of bones to do so in such a manner yeah because i don't think those people that worked for him understood the gravity of what they were doing yeah we talked about it in the michelangelo aspect of like the sculpture sculptors who made those statues or pieces or columns or whatever were because there was a couple different souls that came in just random f past french people oh yeah that was telling you about the uh occurrence because it's weird the political <laughs> climate of the situation when it was happening it was hilarious because some people were like all right well we don't want to get sick because dead body juices are getting into our our water stream you know someone's poisoned the water hole god darn it great aunt tucker what is your problem oh yeah. no overcrowding Just imagine, like sanitation issues because your cemeteries are overcrowded uh, but like, every, that's screwed up <laughs> but everyone's roman catholic or something close to it or not i don't know whatever it was but they're like you can't don't leave don't what is it put that thing back where it came from more so help me and they're like no no, no if, if we do that you're going to well, get cholera and die. Do you like that? Oh, if that? you put it back where it came from, you're going to get sick. <laughs> yeah. So this guy, could you imagine? And he wanted to be, what was his name? Oh, his Hector. name is hard. Yeah. 
Can I Day see it? Day three. Let me see his Good name. Good look. Yeah. Ooh. I'm trying to look at his name. Body's moved. Oh. Aircart. Aircart. Day three. Well, anyways, Aircart was like, all right, within this volatile climate, social stigma thing that we're doing, I don't think that people should die. That's not cool. So someone was like, all right, eeny, meeny, miny, mo, what architect wants to have this horrible, horrible big toe of a job? And no one's like, we don't want to do that. It's actually not architecture. And I don't want to be in the middle of this political crosshair fire because some people think maybe we shouldn't be poisoning the waterhole. Other people say, you can't move my grandma because that goes against my entire religion and it's wrong. So he's like, well, I th- he gave me the feeling that no one really gave him the like well the credit or the accreditation of that he is an architect oh and that's why he was so easily able to talk with you too when you were doing this research to find things that really highlighted the austerity or posterity i don't know of the catacombs in the light that the spiritual beings and spirits are associated with it want it to be portrayed as not the stigma and scariness that you know movies and other fear-mongering things a claim well, yeah. it to be he was talking to me because that's what i understand yeah because i'm an artist and one of the forms of art that i express is expressing dark things with a lighter heart showing them that they're more beautiful than people see so he's not playing with dead bodies he's trying to show the beauty of these people's lives yes and he's the one that took the short straw by himself <laughs> willingly to do this and it's really cool and I just feel like everyone on the podcast wavelengths need to know that because that's what he tried to portray through you and I so strongly of he took yeah. this job seriously and he understands the shit political climate that he had to go into because we had souls come in and tell us their, their funny thing about it. Yeah, because most people when they talk about the catacombs talk about how a lot of people get lost and they die in there and it's scary and things can collapse and all of these like really horrible things. But um. It's, it wasn't meant for that. <laughs> so. So if you guys are interested in viewing the catacombs, there is a tour that you can take with Paris. And what to expect on this tour is when you go into the catacombs, there is a, there's about like a half mile that you are able to access on the tour. However, there is like over 180 miles of the tunnels themselves. So there are obviously people that do it with the tour, but there are people that do it illegally. And I think they're called cataphiles that do it regularly. And they study the catacombs and they go into different locations of these 180 miles. So they're not all entirely filled with bones and things like that. They were originally made for mines, so they are literally all over the city. That was what the librarian was telling me. Yeah. He's like one of the cataphiles, but he worked for the evil lady above ground that made him do things. But he was like, I'm going to do her weird, sketchy shit down here, like leave a suitcase full of one million dollars. But also I get to go down here because he used the, the, I don't know. A different (sighs) access point to get in. Well, well, no, he talked about he equated himself to the guy from the Avatar that wanted to die in the ancient library. Oh. Because <laughs> he's like, oh, you're going to have to die with the knowledge. It's great. I love it. It's awesome. Here. Oh, and that's why he's still down there. <laughs> yeah. He's not. It's not that he's 
unhappy. He's like, no, this, I like this it. is fantastic. Yeah. I learned so much. Mm-hmm. So if you do go on this tour, you will be met with a spiral or they say corkscrew staircase that drops you about 20 meters underground. And then once you get to that 20 meters, you are met by the like pseudo entrance of the catacombs. And there's a sign there that has the words inscribed. Sorry, I'm not French, but it's Arrête, c'est ici l'Empire des Monts, which means stop. This is the Empire of Death. So if you do go on this tour, know that you are going to be walking through lengthy tunnels of humid earth. And you also have to understand that if you are claustrophobic, this is not the tour for you as people who have a hard time breathing or have these big fears of being in small places, you're going to be going through these small tunnels to get to the good parts. (laughs) That's my new stimming thing that I do. I do it around the office. I think people want to say something, but they don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I whistle like a cricket. So. I can't cricket. I Max, he can make his face sound like water dropping in a bucket. Honestly. Well, that's fun. If you close your eyes, you would not know the difference. <laughs> I honestly think that he could capitalize off of it, make millions of dollars, just <laughs> selling that sound that and, comes out of his face. Anyways. It's great. If you do decide to do this, make sure that you follow. Do do. If you do decide to go down there, make sure you follow your tour guide because if you get lost, there is no phone signal down here. And uh, sometimes the walls might talk to you, but we'll get down to that in a different story. So the catacombs were used throughout history for a multitude of different reasons. Oh, I forgot about this one. It's good. What? (laughs) The wars. The guys that were stationed down there, and I was like, oh, picking the short straw really gets bad when you're there. Sorry, I'm ruining your thing. I just forgot. It's fine. (laughs) Because there's multiple reasons of what these catacombs were used for. So these were used throughout wars. Like, I think it's in, I don't know if it's World War II, but they had bunker rooms down there, and they put, like, rooms to go to the bathroom, rooms to get food, all of that type of thing. So when cataphiles go down there, they will describe these specific rooms as these bunkers. So that was the first thing. There's also a multitude of different locations where they stored like beer and they made it into like a brewing place down there because of the temperature change. And also it is free to do that it's not legal but it is free to do that (laughs) well you just don't gotta pay for a refrigerator well you also don't have to pay for the real estate of having like a place to brew things you can just do it underground is what it says on here but interesting so when we have our two giant victorian mansions that are connected by an underground tunnel are we gonna make brew are you gonna brew things only if it's uh absinthe like the holy men (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that's the other story <laughs> it wasn't absent though i think it is i mean it doesn't say that <laughs> i mean they call it chartreuse and you say that it was like what in a yellow and in the 17th in thing? the se- in in the 17th century good these times carth carth carthuishan monks converted the ancient quarries into their monastery to into distilleries for green or yellow liquor that still carries the name chartreuse okay and green liquor is absinthe the stuff that the dude who wrote alice in wonderland was swifty on 
Yeah, but I thought you decided that it wasn't that. It has to be. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know enough about the drugs, but uh, I'm sure that by contextual clues, I can safely assume with at least 23% accuracy that that is absent. I don't know what the fucking yellow shit is, though. Sounds Well, it's either green or yellow. Maybe the yellow stuff was actually just pee. I mean, if you're down there that long making absence, someone has to go potty. I don't think they're doing it in their drinks. <laughs> well, did anyone ever actually test the yellow liquid? Did you actually eat the God. yellow snow? Anyways. It's one way to find I'm out. I'm talking about pee. <laughs> I mean, Monk's got to pee too. So let's move on to the myths. <laughs> Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So the first myth that I have for you is something called the uncovered video camera. I hate this one. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So there is a story about a cataphile that found a video camera, and to their surprise, there was footage on this video camera. And the footage showed a man who was lost within the catacombs, who was slowly losing their minds because they couldn't find their way out. And the footage ends with this man dropping the camera and running off. And this was actually the inspiration for the movie that we were talking about earlier, As Above, So Below. However, Liv talked to the soul of this man, and what does he say about it? Allegedly, I talked to the soul of this man. Yeah. And he is still down there. He has like a... Not alive though yeah because a lot of people have no idea what happened to him yes i see him on my left hand side in soul or in spirit and for me that indicates that he is still within the physical realm or his soul is still within the physical realm and i was trying to tell him like you know you don't have to be here right it's like you don't have to and i'm not trying to cross him over i'm just telling him that if he so chooses to cross over he can and he's like fuck you you can't tell me what to do I'm still here because my family needs to know that I didn't die. I wasn't murdered. I wasn't kidnapped. I just got lost. And it's like very important to him that his family knows for sure. Like, you know, because some people go missing and no one ever figures out like an unsolved mystery case why they died. And okay, it's been like 38 bazillion years, not for this person, but just hypothetically speaking for unsolved cases like this. And the family's just assume all right the person's dead and he is very very staunchly adamant that having that assumed death of your family member is not the same thing of knowing yes for sure they are dead and he feels that if his family knows that he passed in the catacombs for whatever reason it would bring them more peace and clarity and solace knowing that he is in fact dead and where he did die that like then just not knowing past it yeah and he refuses to move past that even with me telling him like okay well eventually enough time will pass that like your family will die and they'll be over there but like you won't and you should go over there and he's just like over my goddamn dead body he's like absolutely just adamant about 
not crossing over until his family is informed of his death. And there is another soul here with him that is kind of like the soul that's supposed to be here to help him pass over. And I mean, he's not here to actively do it, like yank him over. Like, I don't care what you're saying. I'm going to pull you on over to this here spiritual line. He's just like, eh, I'm here if he decides to do it. But yeah, he's kind of an acquired taste of character. So yeah, it annoys me. And I'm like, well, how do you think he died? And he shows me that he tripped and fell in one of the wells. Mm. So no one will actually find where he is because he's in one of the wells. Yeah. Presumably. I mean, it makes sense because those wells are like a 40 foot drop. So no one's just like taking a look down there. Mm-hmm. So. But he's very upset. So, and Em's like, well, I asked her, I said, you did someone like give the video camera to authorities? And she's like, well, I don't know. And I was like, well, and it annoys me. I know about it, but I don't know if people know what he looks like. Well, again, using the power of the interwebs. I said this on the YouTube video too, but like if someone in France, does somebody know if they actually identified this guy and told his family? Because he's telling me that they didn't and it's annoying me. Or if they did, he doesn't know. I don't know. But I feel like it's the first one personally, but I don't know yep, why. I have no idea. So. But yeah. Because if they found a video camera, that's current. That's like at least 20 years, 30 most max. Yeah, I don't. I haven't found a story that says they found his family or figured out who he was because he doesn't have a name, whereas my other myth has a guy with a name. Yeah, makes me upset. Anyways. Yeah, so another myth that kind of goes with this story is what happens after midnight. So I've mentioned this a couple times, but a lot of people believe that if you're in the catacombs after midnight, you start hearing voices coming from the walls that tell you to go the wrong direction to get you more lost in the catacombs which is interesting because as a medium when I read this story I don't think that it is a spirit that is trying to like maliciously get you lost within the catacombs I honestly see it as residual energy of people who were lost trying to find their way through the catacombs. Because if you go in there, there's a lot of like graffiti and things like that. And people will put arrows because they think they're no, they know where they're going. However, they have no idea where they're going. So if you follow the arrows, you will actually get more lost. It's kind of like that, but in a clairaudient type of way. Oh, you told a scary story about the guide that left those people too. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know if that was the same. Well, I watched this YouTube video and it was of these YouTubers who found a cataphile online and they the cataphile took them into a like illegal location and they literally walked 13 miles into the catacombs and the guy was like, "Hey, you should just stay here for a while and all go up ahead to make sure that it's safe." And make sure, like, this is the exit. And he's like, I'll be back in five minutes. They waited 30 minutes and was like, he's not coming back, is he? <laughs> so the way that they found their way out was because they were filming their way in. So they had to, with the two hours left on their battery, find their way out through 13 miles of the catacombs. That's like some reverse sociopath, the most interesting game shit. Well, that's why it's on YouTube. God. But that's horrifying. Well, yeah. Was the cataphile uh, French? 
Yes. You done did French them man. dirty. You know who you are. Because That's one shitty. Of, one of the things that they said is they don't like Americans down in the catacombs. Okay, well then why would you put them down there? You could literally be the one person that doesn't put the American in the catacomb by literally just being like, I could help you, but I'm refusing to not. Instead, you take them down well, there because- and almost kill like, what, four or five people? Yeah, well, because they're, they would just find someone else to take them down there. Okay. But they might come back out, however, you know. Why would you want to kill them, though? He didn't directly do it, considering the fact they got out. <laughs> okay, but that is literally Cause the they, intent to kill. I know, but they, like, he asked for them to keep his identity a secret. So that he could kill them. Because it's illegal. <laughs> no, that's a that's a ruse. And they literally, at the end of this video, had a text message with them. And he texted them and was like, glad you made it out. Bet it made a really good YouTube video. That's what he said. <laughs> and I that's was like, that most, sounds like a good reason to hide their identity. That's the most French shit I've ever heard. I mean, he was talking the entire time about... Oh, did you hear that one story where this cataphile took YouTubers into the catacombs and then left them? And then it happened. He was planning on it, you know. It was really cool to watch. However, it was terrifying. What is that? A stupid American. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, God. That's not okay. You know who you are. But yeah, those people were like, they thought they were hearing voices like scattering down the tunnels. Oh, wait. You said Saturn's in what? And it has something to do with karma? Well, this is not going to go out for a while. But today is June 4th. And Saturn is now in Gatorade. And I think it has something to do with karma. But I could look it up and tell you. Bad juju to the to the, the Frenchman oh. who put them in there. Bad dishonor on you. Dishonor on your cow. Dishonor on your family. Hang the shame curtains. Yeah, the internet says Saturn deals with wisdom, discipline, and karma. So you will learn lessons from your karma. You know, it's a fun time. Anyways, my last (laughs) myth. My last myth is the ghost of, I think it's pronounced Philibert. Philibert. As Bart. And during the French Revolution, a man named Philibert Esbart was a doorman. It's a homie. He's a G. Of the Val de Grasse Hospital. And th- it is believed that he was, like, sent on a mission to go get liquor from a cellar that was with it. Okay. From a cellar. However, he found himself in the catacombs instead. And as he is walking around the pitch black catacombs, he... Okay, it says it has a candle. However, he supposedly became very confused, disoriented, and got lost within the catacombs. There are also stories of him possibly being intoxicated that prevented him from getting out of the catacombs. Dude found some of that fucking absinthe. And the reason why they know about him is that there were a few cataphiles that found his body. I believe it was 11 years later. Yeah, 11 years later. They uncovered his body, and the reason why they know things about him is because he had a keyring with him that described who he was and where he had came from. Eleven, eleven, make a wish. However, this is the sassy man that was talking to Liv about how he was not lost. Yeah, hence why I'm making jokes, because he's funny. So, Yeah, so do you want to explain 
to the people what he said to you again? Well, he did tell me, well, I felt like he worked at a bank because I saw like a big ass fucking building. You know, banks look like big ass fucking buildings most of the time, at least where we're from. Um, but a hospital also makes sense if he worked at a hospital. Big yeah. ass fucking building could look like a bank from the outside. Yeah. Um, and he also was talking about how people used to, uh, well, a couple different people were talking about how they, well, this wasn't him. There was a separate soul that came forward who was younger than Philly Burke. Cause he was like at 32, the separate soul. And he was talking about how he kind of was just like a bad mamma jamma and would steal wine from his brother who was like a respectable man and stash it in the catacombs to sell later. So yeah. he was saying that liquor and wine used to be put in the catacombs and other illicit activities. <laughs> um, and then M thought that I was talking to Philly Burt. That's what it was because I was talking about alcohol and I was like, no. And then when she said, well, no, there's this guy that apparently they think he got lost and that's why he died. Cause he was lost down there. This old grumpy dude came up and was like, fuck that shit. That's noise. I ain't no pussy. I didn't get lost in here. That's not how Philly Burt rolls, you know? So he yeah. just wants people to understand that. Stop saying he got lost. He had a heart attack. There's yeah. a difference. You're going to have to kill him uh, before he doesn't know where he's going first. And that happened. You can't really tell that after you find him 11 years later. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. so they just made the story up. However, the best part is that he supposedly haunts the catacombs on November 3rd. So if you want to see his ghost, apparently you can only see it on November 3rd. I think that's funny. November 3rd, <laughs> November 3rd is the day or the date that they assume he died. I'm sure that they used some sort of carbon dating to figure out that it was exactly November 3rd of whatever year. But, <laughs> you know, it, it also is hilariously quintessential that on the day he died, he's quoted to haunt the, the catacombs. Yeah. I mean, if you're down there and you have a heart attack. Are there any other ghosts down there that, like, haunt people? Are there, like, ghosts that, like, try to make people lost what does that dark thing do again with the red eyes i don't know she just like, oh you were telling me about it before him. do people see it what are you talking about the red eyes like the shadow guy you say that he has red eyes and he's like a shadow yeah he just like melts into the floor and he like is in the walls what does he do <laughs> he's got to do things down there right um i don't know i don't really talk to it because it scares me that's why the lady in white was like, he's a squatter. We don't talk about him. Because um, I feel like people see him around corners, but they think it's a person. They see a shadow of a person walking oh, around Oh, he says corner. he reflects their fear. Ah. So if they're scared and they, like, peer around corners, he does the same thing. He, like, mimics them. Well, <laughs> got it. That's what I've seen. Ah, so, like, whatever it is that you're doing peering around the corner, people are going to say there shouldn't be a shadow, but there is, but he's the shadow of their fear. Yeah. That's hilarious. Sorry. Because then I see people, like, running. <laughs> Terrified. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, Philly Bird's talking about it. Because I was like, I don't want to talk to this thing. It's scary. And he's like, it's not fucking scary. Because yeah. I was thinking maybe it was something that... Because we, we have to... We didn't really, like, clarify that when... I mean, you said that you don't think it's an entity that makes people think that... Or hear people giving them the wrong directions yeah, out. Yeah, I don't think it talks. Well, Em and I think that, to solidify that thought, is that... The people that get lost in the catacombs, whether they make it out or not, it's a lot of energy. That fear that you have when you're talking to yourself or others about, oh my God, which way did we go? What way are we supposed to be going? Holy fuck, we're lost. 
we need to go this way. We should go that way. I thought we should go this way. You thought we should go that way. That energy is being literally put into the walls. And we talk on a lot of other things about how your perceptiveness to the metaphysical will become heightened if you are in a fight or flight fawn response. I don't think fawn. It would be more of a fight or flight response, like an adrenaline induced response. Your perception of things whether that be physically or metaphysically, are going to be heightened. So you're not hearing something, an entity whispering inside of you. You are hearing the residual hauntings of people's energy of being lost in there, which is why the directions are long, wrong, because they don't know what fucking way they're going. Yeah. It's it, not... They you. literally... That's why there's arrows pointing in literal random directions because they have no idea where they came from or where to go. Mm -hmm. But I was thinking, okay, well, maybe this dark thing in the walls is like the thing from The Conjuring House where it makes you go insane. And he's like, no, 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 it's not that. It, like literally the lady in white would not laugh at it if it was something that he's scary. Like, this place does that to you regardless. <laughs> well, because of people getting scared and then yeah. hearing things and then they think it's like an entity against them exactly no <laughs> he's literally that lower of a dark dimensional entity that he just reflects your fear which is enough to make you even more scared which is going to perpetuate your adrenaline rush which is going to make you hear voices mm -hmm. hence why they're associated with being the same thing but it's not yeah it's a cool thing dude the catacombs was wild for me I did not think about the whole as above, so below thing. Cause that, like, I hear that shit all the time and it freaks me out. I don't remember what you said about that either. I think I was talking to some soul and they made me say it. And I didn't want to, but they're like, you have to yeah. say it. Because I also know that you don't watch horror films, so you wouldn't know what that was. So I was like, there's a reason why you said that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Not at all. And here it is. That's Disgusting. a good movie. We could uh, watch that movie after we watch the Conjuring movie. Nope. Oh, once we, have we get, to get 57 patrons. <laughs> We're not, no, we're only movie, watching The that Conjuring. Movie, that movie is way better than The Conjuring video movie. Is the it, first Conjuring movie is dumb. Gonna just say it. You, you'll think it's scary. However. We've been watching the new Stranger Things at my house. Wow. It's too You're scary. You're not scared of that? No, it's too <laughs> scary. And Bradley's like, I literally watched season one through three with you already, and you were fine. Why are you okay with this? And we're watching- Were you okay for the first three seasons? No, I just watched it by myself. There so when go. I was scared, <laughs> I just had to like sit in my own self-scariness, you know? But if I watch things with other people, I get more scared than Why? if I was- I don't know. I, like, I don't- Maybe like when you're around the house and like people do weird things when they're around the house by themselves because they feel comfortable doing those weird things. I feel comfortable being scared by myself, but that I feel- That is the opposite of what most people say. Is I can't do this when I'm alone because it's scary because I, I have to deal with it alone. No, I want to deal with scary things alone, not with other people. I don't know. So I, when we take our trip to the Conjuring house, you want to go in the basement alone? Not going to the Conjuring house. Wait, what do you mean? No. The people of the internet think so? Yeah, well, if they give us <laughs> enough subscriptions and, like, Patreon subs, then How many we'll Patreon have a, subs will we have to get to how get much you does in the it Patreon? Get you in the Conjuring house. Well, first we have to factor in how much it actually costs to travel there with all of our expensive heavy equipment and other people, like in an, an actual business idea. But I don't think I would go into it. It's scary. You're not going to go into the conjuring house? No. But there's so scary. many souls that are going to protect you. You'll just see things. I would rather go into the Lizzie Borden house. Well, duh. There's nothing in the Lizzie Borden house. Well, yeah. No, I would not want to go into the Lizzie Borden house either, though. Oh, are they showing you things now? No, they're, they're just making me feel like someone's punching me in the back of the head mm, because yeah, there's axes weird things in there. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. 
Yeah, like, I started getting how people die. I have You've never had that before? No. Oh. Yeah. I was watching this uh I started watching this video from Sam and Colby about the lady in red and once she told me how she died i was like mm, we might need to react to this so i stopped because i feel like i'm being suffocated and this woman was um strangled to death mm. and then the video that we just recorded about reincarnation stories this man was telling me about the plane going down and it made me hear what it sounds like when the plane was going down and then showed me the pain in his head that went down his entire neck and shoulders Isn't and then it, felt like I was being suffocated because he drowned but I was like does that just happen all the time nope <laughs> oh. well yeah make sure that you have a line though like how much they can show you because when I experience the way people or things have died it's not in a way that's unpalatable it's kind of like when cats or dogs make me taste their food I know that it's not something that I would eat, but it doesn't gross me out because I'm receiving it as if I was them kind of. So it's like not pleasurable, but I associate it with being something that's pleasurable, even though I can taste it and I know it's not me. It's the same thing with feelings of death. Well, yeah, serendipity has, uh, that's why she steps forward. She's boundaries. Mm, that's cute. Yeah. Because uh, every time I start losing it, she's like, here are the boundaries that you need. And I'm like, I'm not okay. Yeah, you, but you can set so, those boundaries too. I just don't know what the boundaries are because I haven't experienced anything. So. Well, I mean, you wouldn't want to feel actual physical pain. Like my mom, for example, when she does readings, she doesn't want people to tell her how they died by making her feel it that way. Well, maybe I do want that. Okay. But, but I wouldn't know until I experienced it. Well, I mean, so. you just did, though. With that lady in red and the, the car plane crash guy. So Yeah, and it was fine. Okay. I just don't realize it was happening. Oh, yeah, it's weird. I had, uh, I've had a lot of weird ones. I Probably, like, the weirdest one was um, with, like, drug addicts. Yeah, because uh, clairsentience is weird for me because I have so much chronic pain that I just think it's me. Mm. Yeah, but again, it's usually associated with other types of things, though, too, that are going on. Like, I knew that this one wasn't me because I don't know what heroin smoke smells like or looks like, but I was describing it to somebody because I was like, I don't know what this is, but this is what they're telling me on how they died. Yeah, but I don't think I'm at that point to know the difference. Uh, so interesting. <laughs> it's just here's information. And I'm like, I feel weird, but I don't know until someone's like, this is how they died. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, try to make that a boundary, though. Be like, mm, you need to tell we'll me that you're telling me this because I don't want it otherwise. Because I think I'm, I my spirit guides are slowly giving me different types of information because everything is overwhelming. So anything that is allowed to be come through is what my spirit guides are doing. So... You guys want to learn more cool things and get access to bonus content and our Discord server where you can talk to us if we're not busy. I'm really chatty on the Discord server. I'm kind of the recluse, and I know that, so sorry, everybody. <laughs> but we're on the Discord server, and so are a whole bunch of other cool metaphysical, spoopy, spiritual, and awesome sidekicks like 
your lovely selves that you can also talk to about all things paranormal, spooky, metaphysical, and whatever else you think is awesome. And like I said, if we reach 57, I'll watch The Conjuring. You guys can watch me poop 57 patrons. And you guys can watch an exclusive video of Liv watching a horror film. Can watch a video of me watching a video while I poop my pants. And then she'll actually understand why it was dramatized, but not actually the extent of what happened in the Conjuring house. And then she pooped her pants. So thank you, Ian Thomas, Vanessa Chow, McKenna, Shannon, Cindy, Kaylee, Mev, maybe Kylie, Roynika, Trinity, Avery, Cass, Anthony, Violet, Peyton, Allie, Mac, Autumn, Thias, Jenny, Laurel, Brianna, Nate, Bradley, Sandy, Naz, Sherry, Christina, Anita, Katie, Charles, Holly, Krista, Flo, Malake. Also, for if we said any of your names and you're not on the Patreon or the Discord server, check your email inbox or your spam folder so that you can get set up on that because I know some of you aren't in there. And it makes me sad because that's how I can, you know, be like, hey, hey. And I feel like you're missing out on a lot of stuff. Unless it's not your jam and you don't want to talk to us like a super cool fun group chat of all the the weird spoopy things that you want to talk about to everybody else. But you can't in your normal life because they'll look at you funny. Also, you should use Patreon on the desktop app. It's a lot less convoluted than the Patreon app. And you can go to the welcome post and it will tell you what all of your benefits are. So, yeah, if you're a patron that has not set up stuff, do it. And if you don't want to be a part of Patreon, but you do want a psychic medium or tarot reading or both, there's a link in the description to our website to book a reading. It'll be fun. Did you guys like this podcast? If so, can you uh, follow us and maybe leave a Apple review? We've gotten one additional. We'll put it in the next one. say something in it, though? Yeah. What is it? I have to I have to go on Apple Podcasts. Oh God. <laughs> and write it down, but we've only had one. Oh, it makes me sad, guys. The funniest thing that you leave in an Apple Podcast review for us, we're literally gonna put it in the Nest Podcast. And I mean it, because I'm and I are gonna film another podcast right now. Ready, set, go. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you all what our lovely Apple Podcast reviewer had to say. So you could be one next. Mm-hmm. Bum bum bum. Say it. You say it. You say it. You say it. Say it. I'm going to spray it, though. Do it. And we're your money sidekicks! I thought you were going to do the cricket noise. I'm sad. It's too much pressure. Do it for the people. I can't. I'll never learn how to turn this off. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? (laughs) 
My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.